Hey what's up nerdies, English Dave here to introduce a brand new Nerdy Bunch podcast titled Back to the Feature. This is where Raven and I will discuss movies that are 20 years or older, looking back on them and how they've affected film industry, the film landscape, if they still hold up, if they don't. Some of these movies are movies we haven't seen before and so we'll be watching them for the first time. Either way, we'll be having a spoiler-filled discussion for our first episode because it's the season and the new movie coming out. We decided to sit and discuss the 1978 Halloween movie. Hope you guys enjoyed this very first episode. Every week, Raven and I will be picking up a new movie. If you guys have a movie for us to watch, let us know. Info at thenerdybunch.com. For this month of October, we are going to keep it Halloween themed, but we welcome any recommendations for movies. Send us our way. We like watching old movies. So sit back, listen, enjoy, and as always, keep it nerdy. And you know what sucks too? Paris and her family are going on Saturday and I was part of this like whole plan and they were all excited. Like her cousins is coming out here and shit. Yeah. Apparently scary movies for them is a big deal. Like how we do Avengers, which is pretty dope because I've never had that experience. I usually have to see scary movies alone or with you. Yeah. Um, But either way, fucking Saturday, I got to work now. Oh, that's so like I can't go. So I'm like, fuck. Damn. So I'm probably going to have to see it myself. Damn. But either way, I almost want to see it Thursday night, but I'm like. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I'm going to try. Do it. Do it. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, right. Let's talk. Let's talk about Halloween, Raven. 1978 original written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill uh, on a budget of $325,000. Can you believe that, Raven? That's nuts. It's incredibly nuts. Uh, I mean, it's funny, though, when you find out, like, the ways that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they did it. it was pretty genius the leaves i know got right me. no no it's, it's true um, the brown leaves. raven speaking to the fact that this movie was actually an independent movie at its time it was an indie film um done for very very cheap they actually filmed in california in i think like early summer but it had to look like fall in what city is it said in haddonsfield or whatever i, don't, I can't remember what yeah city. in like ohio yeah. or some shit but they shot it in california <laughs> so there's palm trees in the background i was like ha and so um in order to make it look like fall the director literally painted a whole bunch of leaves and they would stuff it in a bag and every time they had outdoor scenes they'd have to sprinkle the leaves in the outdoor scenes and then after the yell cut, everyone has to now gather up this, the leaves and put it back in the bag for the next scene. They had to keep using the same leaves. That's how they kept the budget down. And many other, awesome. there are many other ways they kept the budget down. Um, one of the ways that the famous Strode house, that in the scenes where you see 15 years later where the house is all abandoned and everything like that. Yeah, exactly. It was an actual abandoned house that they just happened to find. And then when they had to show the scenes inside the house set in the past, they had to like paint little corners of the house. So that it could look like it's fresh, but they had to keep the framing just right because just off the framing, you just see the abandoned house again. I thought that was a really cool way. I like this. Raven and I, yeah. um, for those of you guys who don't know, we're also filmmakers ourselves. And we 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 want to be those filmmakers that can do a lot with a little. So when I see things like that, $325,000, you know, that's that's great for what they achieved. Yeah, I, we're, we're huge horror fans. And on top of that, filmmakers, you know, like Dave said. So... Funny enough, like, I wasn't really sure what to expect because I love all the Halloween movies. Um, But my favorites are, like, the later ones because they're just ridiculous. Not necessarily because they're scary. They're just ridiculous. 
And you also realize how repetitive the movies are. When you go back, it's pretty much the same movie. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> number four has the same premise as number one. It's the exact same film <laughs> every time. He breaks out of the insane asylum. You know, he tries to find Jamie Lee Curtis. Can't kill her. Kills everybody else. Gets arrested again. Does it again next year. Yeah, let's talk, talk about your history. Talk about your history with... Um... The Halloween franchise. It is a franchise over 40 years old. Yeah, which is crazy. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, 40 years old Because I grew up with the movies, you know? So for me, it was like, I guess it was already significantly old before I was even, like, like when I was a baby, it was already yeah, an old literally, film. We're literally coming up to the 40th anniversary. It is the 40th anniversary. Yeah, October 25th. But it still stands. Which it does. Is, which is awesome, you know? It does. Which, Really goes to show how well of a film it was. But um, basically, my history with Halloween is just uh, I, I grew up watching these movies with my grandmother. My grandmother always, my grandmother's a huge fan of uh, older, old school um, horror movies. Not necessarily old school, they were the movies that she grew up with. <laughs> but, um, you know, my grandmother would make me watch things like The Birds and uh, The Blob <laughs> and The Fly. There's a lot of those. Either way, you know, I grew up watching a lot of what we grew up to call cult classics uh, when I was a kid with my grandmother. And my grandmother is the person who introduced me to the Halloween movies. And uh, I remember at the time I was a huge fan of all scary movies, really. Like, I just loved scary movies as a kid, which I look back and I wonder if there's something wrong with me. But, you know, I loved in certain things that I shouldn't have been watching, like scary movies are Tales awesome. from the Crypt. Uh- <laughs> scary movies are awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. And um, I used to watch them, you know, and I, I like I loved Freddy Krueger. He was a, one of my favorites, but I felt like those movies were almost comedies. Like I enjoyed Freddy Krueger. I thought he was a cool villain, I guess. Um, but when it came down to Michael Myers, Michael Myers was probably one of the only villains that actually scared me of scary movies. And that's probably why I love the Halloween franchise the most, because I think Mike Myers uh, or Michael Myers, my bad. <laughs> Mike Myers. Is... I said Michael Myers. Mike Myers. <laughs> it is Mike Myers. Not that one. <laughs> what do you mean, Jason? No. <laughs> Austin Powers. Um, sorry, Michael Myers. Yeah, Michael Myers is one of my favorite scary guys just because of the simple fact that like he doesn't talk um, beyond him not speaking. He doesn't move fast at all, but is always somehow right behind you no matter what you do. You could run for like eight miles and he's standing in the same place. And when you turn around, there's a knife in your stomach and he's right behind you. It makes no sense. But um, because I love it. And also, he's a human that just can't die. We've seen him get stabbed, shot, everything. So many times he's fallen out of literal buildings, been pushed out of houses, you know, fallen multiple stories. And he's never died. And he's supposed to be a human. So I think out of all these scary movie guys. I think Mike Myers, in my opinion, is the most badass. Michael Myers. I keep doing it. I mean, Fucking Austin whatever. Powers. We, we understand what you're talking about. But the, you understand I think, what I'm saying. I think one of the reasons why <laughs> the character and the story is still one of the best is because it was the first. It was the first slasher horror movie. You know, a lot of people don't realize that character... With very little to no blood. No. You There's actually almost rarely, no blood. Yeah, you rarely see anything. In that first one, but you think you did, but you don't. Which but it's don't funny really. because I felt like it was pretty fucking brutal. I watched it like a week ago, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's still scary, but it also, you know, it really 
uh, speaks to the directing. Dude, the, the directing is fantastic. Cinematography. And the it's cinematography. done so well, and the score is amazing. Ooh. Like, can I can I confess something, Raven, to you? Mm-hmm. Can I confess? Don't tell anyone, all right? Just This is between me all and right. you. Between us. It's just between me and you. I realized while watching Halloween two days ago that I had never actually seen Halloween before in my life. Wow, Dave. I've seen... But you also other... do realize that. You realize you've seen every other movie except for the first one. No, I've seen every other one except for the first one. Because my wife had told me that she'd never seen Halloween. So I was like, all right, I need a refresher before I see the new movie. Let me go watch it. I thought I was going for a refresher. Now I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't know any of these things. Nothing's yeah. coming back to me. <laughs> the thing is, it's one of those things that I know it through pop culture. Yeah, of course. You know, like through pop culture, you never, you don't have to have seen Star Wars to know that Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. You know? Well, shit, I just, see, that was my confession. I had just seen the Star Wars movies like two years ago. <laughs> but I had gotten, I had gotten through life knowing every quote because yeah. it's just that popular of a movie. So I yeah. understand. So that's, but that's the thing I think as, I give as a credit to the filmmakers that, because even I know the music, you know, I'm rec- I know the characters, I know uh, Laurie Strode, which is something I've always complained about that. What I don't like about many horror movies that all you know is the villain. You don't know the victims or the or the human characters. All you know is the victim. Oh, is the is the predator character, and which speaks to the fact that then I never care about any of these characters enough to even remember their names. But mm-hmm. in Halloween, I know the names, and I hadn't even seen the film. And then watching it from for the first time, in, essentially the other day, I was like, "Wow, this film's pretty good for a film that was made in the seventies. Like it yeah, has it makes no sense. It's still good. It has its seventies like." aesthetics of course there's certain things that were of its time but i think i was doing research like that set, that movie was very timely you know because that's when a lot of news was coming out about a lot of serial killers that were happening you know um, yeah like the, the zodiac killer and and there were uh, a lot of serial killers and, summer of sam sorry that was in the 80s though i think what well, no, i think ted bundy was around that time there you or go john yeah. wen gacy uh-huh. these are these are people where you know what I like. What I really found. When were the Manson murders? I think I'm not sure when that was. I that feel was like happening. it was late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. But again, this I'm is kind of Google this stuff. <laughs> so this this is the kind of film that's playing on that. So watch again. I'm like, I can understand why people found this film scary, because it's not about the blood, the guts, the gore, or this like alien or whatever. It's that this person can just be following you and just come in and kill you. Yeah, it's also about not being safe in your own home. That's scary. You're yeah exactly he was coming into people's houses and just murdering the shit out of them like there's no way to prepare prepare yourself for that like especially not in the towns that it was happening in no and that was one of the things that the director had said when he was interviewed you know that that was one of his biggest uh purposes in making the film and that was his biggest um premise was to try to make it scary, you know, these small towns and these seemingly safe towns in America, you know, um, that they, that you're not safe, you Mm. know, and that, you know, these small towns tend to have big secrets and that was what the whole film was about. And and it shows, and it's the truth because we've all at some point lived in a neighborhood where we felt safe. I hope, you know, I hope, (laughs) I hope most of us have stayed somewhere we felt safe at one point you know whatever our safest place is imagine 
you know, somebody broke into your house or like followed you home, you know, just the feeling of like being stalked. And also the cinematography was done so well too. Dude, to where the angles that they would show the stalking was so So good. Because you're like so scared for them. You're like, Jamie Lee, (laughs) he's behind you. He's going to kill you. Like you know, the whole time you're like really like, you're almost like nail biting, you know, and this movie was made over 40 years ago. And it's more scary than any film I've seen in a long time. They do a good job with the directing in the sense that um, a lot of the scenes, like you just mentioned, the cinematography and the director working together, we're almost, we're not in necessarily in Michael's head. We're like next to Michael as bystanders and we can't do anything to stop it. No. Just watch it happening. And what It's I like, like a ride along yeah, with a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the kind of thing that makes it scarier. <laughs> It's like you're hanging out with a friend, but like you don't actually know them that well. <laughs> what I like about the character, and you brought it up earlier, is that you say, oh, he can't be killed, he can't be shot, blah, blah, blah. And that's what I love about it, because I actually think there's a supernatural element to it. That How it starts from the beginning, it establishes that this is not someone who circumstances led him to be evil. Yeah, he was born that way. He was a five-year-old boy, you know? Murdering the babysitter. So this is saying that there's something more than life experiences. Yeah, for sure. This is someone who is actually evil. And that's what even Dr. Loomis is pushing through the film. It's like, I have studied him. I've worked with him. I was obsessed with him. And the only thing I can think of is that he is pure evil. That's it. That's it. There's nothing After like more. 13 years. Like, this is like evil incarnate. And that's why I think there's a supernatural element. It's not just someone saying it's evil. It's like, no, he gets shot. He gets stabbed. You know, it's multiple times and he comes back. There's definitely a supernatural yeah. element. There's a level of insanity to where you don't feel pain. Yeah. And the fact that homie doesn't feel it. <laughs> he just keeps chucking, trying to murder people. is scary. He's like, he's almost like a human shark. You yeah. know, sharks have one purpose yeah. and they just can't do anything else. All they do is eat and hunt. It's that's Michael Myers and in a sense. And I kind of like that. If you think about it, there's almost shit. It's almost like land jaws. You know, the way that it's made, because, like, when we see Jaws, a Steven Spielberg movie, you realize, you know, most of the movie goes by and the shark's not even in the film. But the mm. whole movie is about these people being hunted, you know? Mm. And uh, it was almost the same in this movie where it's, like, Michael Myers is kind of the shark, you know? And there's nothing you can do about it. And he's this unstoppable force. And even though we know he's a human, something about him being evil or as fucking large as he is, it just it just really makes you believe he's never going to be stopped. And he doesn't because he hmm. sticks around for 40 years, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so the new film is a remake, right? No, no. It's a continuation. It's a direct sequel. Kinsey, so he's like 60? He was five at the beginning of the first film, and then it's 15 years later. So he's 20. So he'd probably be yeah, in his early, early 60s. But hey. Still can't die. Early 60 guy can know. still kick ass. Yeah, he's still a murderer. Yeah, he's still, <laughs> and he, he's, he's still a big guy. He's huge. Right. Um, also, that's the thing of the movie, too. Didn't, like, four different people play his body. Yeah, a whole bunch of people. Even, it was, like, the director. Even a woman, one of the writers. The editor. Hill. Yeah, it was, like, the director, the editor, one of the female writers all wore the the costume at one point. Yeah. I think they did a good job in terms of, like, the main look, the body language of the character, the way he moves. That kind of slow but fast pace. Like, they found a good balance of, like, slow, fast pace. Because it's creepy as shit. Yeah. It's, like, this weird 
Because he's not he's not speed walking, but no. he's still chasing you. But then his body's not really moving. He's yeah. almost like floating. But then he's right behind you. It makes no sense. As much as you run, it's like whatever whatever speed he walk runs at causes people to trip and fall and break. Oh yes, yeah. that's <laughs> why there's a supernatural element to it. That's why I love it. I feel like this movie is supernatural in the same way that um, carries a superhero film. Where you're looking, just looking at it from a different perspective. True. Like, yeah, <laughs> this film was the start of a lot of tropes that we see now. Well, that's the problem. It was a lot, scary a lot of or horror movies. A lot of terrible use tropes. It's one of those things where, ironically, when it, a film that did these things well spawned a lot of films that did this thing so badly that it ran into the ground. And that's the crazy thing that I thought of too. Like I was looking at it thinking. Wow, when I've seen this in any other movie, it was so corny. Yeah, like right. in this movie, it made so much sense. Like, even for example, boom, like say Jamie Lee Curtis as the virgin that doesn't die. You yeah. know, the final like that's girl. That's a running thing in horror films. Yeah, exactly. But in that film, they did a better job of establishing Jamie Lee Curtis as a character, not just of yes. a female who doesn't sleep with people or that doesn't sleep around because we don't know if she's a virgin or whatever but we just yeah. know that in the movie she doesn't have sex mm. and that tends that ends up being a thing in horror movies yeah. forever yes. it's like for some reason if if the teenagers are getting laid they're gonna die <laughs> the ones that are holding out are gonna live yeah and no one ever stops and explains the character of the person and like why they maybe wouldn't be spending their time you know yeah. getting it in like Jamie Lee Curtis's character was in school, you know, and she was also a babysitter and she was just yeah. generally, you know, a cool chick. So you understood. It's not that she doesn't or wouldn't. It's just in the span of this film, we have time to talk about it, you know? Exactly. It's all of a sudden one day. <laughs> yeah, but that's not what it is. You know, that's not what it's about. And the whole film's not based around that. And other little things, like even her, like, tripping. It made sense why she tripped because she yeah. doesn't understand why he's following her. So exactly. she's turning around to look behind her. Like, is he seriously still following me? But like, in other movies, they different. just trip. Yeah, it's not you running forwards, not looking anywhere, but forwards and then tripping. <laughs> like, it's completely different. Over a big ass tree branch that, how did you not see that? Exactly. Or just nothing. Yeah, or just or nothing. Because there's a lot yeah. of women just tripping over nothing. In horror movies. Or other, like, just, like, the grotesque murder styles. You know, the bloody murders. Halloween isn't that bloody. But, yeah, other movies thought yeah. it was. And so, let's just make it more violent than it is. Yeah, my girl thought Halloween was a slasher movie, which is why she never watched it. Yeah, no. and it, it inspired I was like, I love Halloween. Movies. Halloween is one of my favorite movies. And when we watched it, she was like, oh, this movie wasn't bad at all. I'm like, yeah, it's not a slasher movie. Like, not slasher as in blood. It's one of the first slasher movies, but it they kind of ruined yeah, what slasher. a slasher film is yeah. later on, you know, because technically Psycho is a slasher film. Yes. Actually, know? speaking of, fun fact, Psycho, the lady, that, the main woman, something Lee, uh, she's actually um, um, Jamie Lee Curtis's Jamie mom. Jamie Lee Curtis' mom. In real life. That's a cool little yeah. connection. Her name is something Lee. We got to look it up. Is but it Je Jennifer Lee, Jenny, Jenny Lee? Her movies always started with the Lees, man. I know, right? And you know what, what I also love about this movie is, again, and it's something that I wish, it's funny, ironic that the movies that it inspired didn't take this, was that it is one of the original female badass movies. I was going to say that too. 
watching that movie, it was actually empowering. I yeah. really felt like this is a dope ass female led movie. Because she this fights was in the back. 70s. Yeah, she was a badass. She's not Yo, a granted, bitch. Granted, she pissed me off with like little things like you got to double tap, but it's okay because double tap didn't come around till Zombieland in the 2000s. So I accept that. In the 70s, I get it. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of things I was thinking about like that, but I was like, you know what? This was the first of its kind. So like we won't know, like we know these things because we've watched enough movies to know these things. Yeah, like this is one of the first women that fought back. Yeah. But the thing is, like, what's annoying is that the first one of the first women that fought back in one of the early horror films, why didn't subsequent horror films show more of that? Why didn't you take yeah. that? Why didn't they take that? Why didn't they take <laughs> strong female lead defending herself? Yeah. And you know what's effed up too, now that I'm thinking about it? The only ones that I could think of that come out now about female badasses as a lead in horror movies are all revenge rape movies like after some female gets like brutally raped she's gonna get her revenge yeah, like, yeah, why yeah. she gotta get raped first yeah exactly like what is up with that like there's no other way for her to be a badass yeah. you know it just like, like it's weird that that's that's the thing like <laughs> yeah she, laurie didn't have to have something bad happen to her before the before the horror like she was just no normal. she didn't have to be broken she didn't right. have to be damaged in any way. Like, you know, it wasn't like she had issues at home with her parents. Like, nothing was happening. Like, this guy just started stalking her. Yep. And she fought back. I loved it. And there's there's little, in the new film, there's little kind of homages to that original fight. And I love how they do it. Is it? Nice. Yeah. It's um, like, just because I watched it back to back, I was like, ah, I like how they showed that and that and that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, this was her first uh, starring role in a film. Um, you can kind of see a lot of the actors were absolutely terrible. Oh, horrible. <laughs> Jamie Lee killed it, but wow, some of those other ones. <laughs> and you know how you have those moments where you're trying to blame anything else? I was like, has to be the sound. No. The There's no way they're this bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was trying to fix my um, sound on my on my TV thing, and it was like delayed or something, because the audio just sounded like ADR. Um, yeah. But it was it was just not good. It was some of the worst acting. It seemed like one of those like late night like Skinamax kind of movies kind of acting. I had to keep reminding myself that like um, bad pornos. David, it's an indie movie for three hundred twenty thousand dollars. I know. I was like, they probably didn't even pay those actors. It's like, fine. <laughs> the only person that got really got paid was at the time the actor who plays Doctor Loomis. His name is Donald Pleasance. He was like the biggest actor on the set at that time, <laughs> and uh, he got paid twenty thousand dollars. And then Jamie yeah. Curtis got like eight thousand dollars, and then I don't know what everyone else got. I think the guy that played um, the main guy that played Michael Myers. Um, he was paid $25 a day. Wow. <laughs> Fun fact, this script was That's written awesome. in three days. That was three weeks. Oh, three weeks. I know. Yeah, the score was done in three days. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, the That's score right. was done in three days. The script was written in three weeks. And uh, the original, actually, the, the original story was thought of by producer Erwin Yablans. That's his name. He was good friends with John Carpenter. They'd worked together before. And he wanted to kind of tell the story, which he had called the babysitter murders. Because his initial idea was that, well, we've either all been done babysitting or we've been babysat at some point. And so so what True. if what happens when um, some killer starts happening around that time? That's how the initial concept happened. And then he said one day he just thought, ooh, 
you should set it on Halloween. And then that's how the name became. Oh, we should call it Halloween. He's like, wow, movies have been around for almost 70 years and no one ever thought of a name to call a film Halloween. Yeah, that was the weird thing about it. When Halloween first came out, it was like, really? This is the only one called Halloween? <laughs> it's the only one? Like, but no you one guys have been making scary movies this whole time? No one's thought, hey, let's call it the day that everybody dresses like scary things. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's funny. My grandmother always also makes the joke of, um, if you watch the movie too, I think now it makes a lot more sense knowing that it was low budgeted. But yeah. my grandmother always used to make the joke like, what the hell is this town? Population eight? <laughs> like, yeah, she's right. Like, she's like, no one lives in this town. Like people are running around for like ever screaming whatever and no one's outside and in a quiet neighborhood like that people would hear you know people would come outside but for some reason everyone goes on vacation on halloween in this town or like every parent is like away for some reason like for some reason who goes away <laughs> on vacation on halloween but if you really look into it like i feel like if you counted it there's probably only 10 people in that whole movie no, like my wife and I spoke about it. We were like, well, so I guess, because you know how like Laurie's house is um, adjacent to her friend's house? With yeah. Party. I was like, I guess there's only there's only two neighbors in this whole neighborhood. There's only yeah, two exactly. Them. That's it. I'm like, <laughs> no one else lives here. It's just a bunch of houses. I'm like, there's all these houses with lights on and no one's home. It's not even the case of... Um, oh, the houses are so far apart that you can't hear each other. Laurie could hear their party. Yeah. So and that's if the you thing, can hear Laurie it. could hear their party. But then at the same time, it's like, it's Halloween. No other house is decorated like Halloween in this no. neighborhood, though. No. We don't give no. out candy in this neighborhood. No, apparently we like, don't. We do don't all do the kids go to a whole other neighborhood to do like, all of their bidding, like all their Halloween stuff? Did, did the Trick-or-treating. Did the kids go trick-or-treating? I can't remember. Oh, wow. Were the kids just forced to stay in the house the whole time? And watch a movie. And watch a movie and get murdered, possibly? Fun fact. The movie they were watching was the original version of the movie The Thing. And then... I love The Thing. You made me watch The Thing. The version that you love is with Kurt Russell, which John Carpenter, the director of um, Halloween, would go on to do a couple years after Halloween. Awesome. Look at that. So I wonder if he knew or he was just like... He was saying... Because there's three versions of that film. It's been made three times. I know we watched one of the remakes. I liked one no, we, of them. we watched the original and the remake. Because the remake wasn't a remake. The remake was a continuation, remember? Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Like they continued the story. It was set I after. liked them, though. So we, we watched the original first. Do you, should we rewatch them and talk about that next? The thing? Yes. Yeah, we should do that next week in terms of <clears throat> look-back horror movies. Let's it's do that. still Halloween month. Yeah, let's... Let's let's do the thing because we don't have time to do every horror movie, but we're gonna just do random horror movies between now and the end of the month. I'm with it. Um, I don't think Paris has seen the thing. Oh yeah. No, she hasn't. Awesome. I don't think so. Also, we should watch the original Kurt Russell. Well, the second Kurt Russell version and then the new version. Um, Movie's so creepy, so awesome. I miss like older like directing like horror movie directing style but that's the thing too that you also realize you know newer films as much as we all might love cg i think cg kind of ruins a lot of things about horror film and i think that 
maybe if you if you look it back, it might be a direct correlation. Honestly, when scary movies started turning shitty and CG started getting better, you know, because it's like I feel like now they almost rely on visuals and stuff like that to sell a film. Hmm. And I, I really appreciate Halloween and a lot of other uh, older films in terms of horror, just because of the fact that they rely more on camera tricks and acting or you know visual styles or artistic even color you know let me just set the tone and mood yeah and heavily rely on the score the sound and they you know if you think about it a movie like halloween jaws they're completely different films if you take away the music that we all know yeah you know and they really just set the tone for the film and when you're forced to rely on things like that it makes for a really artistic film and i really think that Halloween still stands, you know? The original it's, Halloween is still dope. It's funny that you, you bring up the, you, you kind of bring up the scores of both Jaws and Halloween because they're both very simple, just notes. Exactly. Like, they're both... Anytime anybody hears it, they know. Yeah, you, you know? just know, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's happening. Or even, is it is it Jason with the ch 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's always something really simple, but it's always those little things that kind of like sell it. But we don't really have those now. Like I can't think of other than the grudge, which scared the shit out of me with that like thing that oh my god that got me. But other than that, I feel like we don't we don't really have that anymore. Actually, scary sounds. You just had gave me a thought. We do have scary sounds now, but scary sounds are used in in um favor of the jump scare, like. Exactly. Like a, a sudden noise. What I love about this film, and again, something that newer films didn't pick up on, was that you, it doesn't rely on jump scares because a lot of the times you're following Michael in some places. Mm-hmm. So there's no jump scares for you, but you're scared for the victim. And so, like, and that's what I loved about you it. You are legitimately it afraid tr- for the victim. So, like, I didn't feel scared for myself. I don't live there. <laughs> you know <laughs> I get to watch it and be like, I live nowhere near this. I don't feel afraid for myself before the people in this film. Like, you're really freaking out. Like, oh my God, you're going to die. You're going to yes. die in a bad way, too. You poor thing. You feel so comfortable right now. You don't even know you're about to be murdered. Like the girl with the boyfriend, where he, like, where she just got laid and then he went downstairs yeah. to get, like, yeah. some water yeah. and comes back up. And she's thinking her boyfriend's playing around. And he's in a ghost costume. Yeah. And then, like, he was on top of her and everything, man. You really thought, like, that was your boyfriend. Then he just murders the shit out of you. Yep. Like, that's a crazy way to go. Here's another thing I liked about that film. Is that a lot of horror films, when it comes to characters you know are going to die. They'll make the character complete a-hole. That you hate them so much, you're like, oh, I can't wait till you die. They'll just give some reason why the character needs to die. Mm-hmm. And this film, and even the new one, they do a good job of saying like, "Hey, you may like this character, you may hate this character, whatever. The character could die. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we just might kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Even when you see the kids, because you, because you really don't know. You don't have, you don't have enough information about Michael Myers to know that he stops at killing children. Yes. Because you see, he kills women, he kills men, he kills old people. He doesn't care. Why would he hold back on killing a child? Yeah. So every time that you see a child on screen, you really just don't know. You're like, oh shit, yeah, oh shit, not the kids, him. not the kids. 
you know, and the whole film, even when it ends, you're like, oh, thank God he didn't kill a kid. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's like he's completely capable of it. And completely. I think just having, just establishing that in a character, you know, this motherfucker might just kill anybody, you know, and making us believe that and making us really feel like no one we see on screen is safe. Yeah. You know, I think that's awesome. And no matter if the people that we see on screen are innocent or guilty or anything, they have the same chance as anyone. Yeah, you know, and exactly. I think and that's that what I kind of love about that about it. Let's talk about the legacy of that franchise. We've mentioned briefly. This this spawned many, many movies. How many movies came out? Like eight, nine? A lot. At least, like, I feel like at least ten. Because it went up to six in just the regular like movies. I think they ended in like 80-something. And then they did remakes. Rob Zombie did two remake films. Did you ever see those? Yeah, and they were terrible. I saw, um... I think I think I have seen all of them, unfortunately. Like, um, like there's Halloween H2O, which is like with LL Cool J and like Rod Digger. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I remember yeah. that one. Um, Isn't Buster Rhymes in that as well? Buster Rhymes? Yeah, uh, yeah I think yeah, so. I, I think remember. it's Buster Rhymes. I think it's LL Cool J and Rod Digger. But Jamie Lee Curtis is also in it. I know. She's in Halloween H2O. Uh, so Halloween the Rob Zombie movies is 2007 and 2009. Yeah. yeah. So boom. So there was 10 total. Yeah. 10 so total. I actually have yeah. seen all 10 though. Halloween 3 was terrible. It was called like Season of the Witch or some shit. And it had nothing to do with Michael Myers at all. There's a funny story behind that or just a story behind that. The idea was that when it came to do sequel movies, John Carpenter didn't want to kind of continue the story of the characters. So it was like, why don't we just do Halloween as an anthology series? And that's why Season of the Witch happened. Because they wanted to push it more like, oh, different stories that happened on Halloween night as opposed to continue the story. He no, hated, I hated it. He hated the idea that they made Michael Myers uh, Laurie's brother. Which after, yeah. after the first film, that's that was so dumb. Just because yeah, like, there's no basis for that in the first film. What, they were living separately? Like, what? Like, I don't know. That's the thing. I saw all the later films and shit. And then, because I was talking to somebody recently about it. How when we rewatched Halloween, we were like, wait, I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was his sister. Yeah. In, like, the later films, it made no sense. No. So we were like, wait, I thought that was his sister or something. They were related somehow. And when I watched the first film, I was like, wait, they were never related? No. I think they brought that in in one of the future movies. I think it might have been two. I don't know. Right. Like it was forced. It was forced in there. Uh, there's a funny in the new film. This is not really a spoiler, but in the new film, they play a ni- nice homage to to that. They do it really nicely. Do they? Nice. Yeah. yeah, they do it. I was like, okay, that's a nice way to get around that. I was like, okay, because they do it like an end story, kind of, not to that. Um, okay. Because I, I can't think- even remember where it was in the films. I do remember at one point it was like this like brother and sister thing and yeah. i was like why yeah. did that happen <laughs> and it was like because that's what i'm saying it was like a family thing it ended up being like jamie lee curtis was like the one person he didn't kill in the yeah. house yeah. or something some shit like that because what it is is what they tend to do when they do more films about characters like michael that are mysterious they try to explain the mystery 
which I always think is wrong. Like, we don't need to go into depth. So they, they add the family thing to try and explain why he's going after her. I'm like, don't ever explain. He shouldn't explain. He just found his victim, and he, he, find, he goes for a victim to kill them. This is the one victim he hasn't killed. That's Plus, it. there are just people like that in real life yes. that are stalkers we don't need, that find a specific We don't need the origin pain. story that goes more in depth. No. no. I don't want to know. That's The more you know about him, the less kind of scary he becomes. Yeah, I don't want him to be a human. No, I don't want him to be. I don't want to humanize the character. I don't want, and it could happen. I know someone's going to do it. But I don't want a um, Michael Myers TV series spanning from when he goes into the mental hospital at five years old to when he escapes at 20. You know that's going to be a TV yeah, exactly. show. You know someone's exactly. going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. They're probably listening to this right now like, aha. <laughs> right? You know it. It's like, your fault, David. And what they'll do is they'll say something like, oh, in between that time he had escaped before. He just got brought back in again. That's why he's in it at the beginning of the first film. That's how he I, actually that, murdered his first bird at the age of two. <laughs> That's what it'll be. It'll be like when he was when he was in the fetus, he murdered his twin. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. And that's how it started. It'd be like murdered his twin in the womb. Then he came out and started killing small animals. Yeah. And it'd be like this whole thing from like, like when I, he I was like a baby. That. No, I like no, the I idea. Care. I'll keep it mysterious. Keep the supernatural teasing aspect of it. Don't ever explain if it is or not. I like to think that it is. It makes it makes it that much scarier and kind of gives more sense to it. Um, I like that he's kind of not human yeah. in ways. Yeah, I like, I that, like that he's just evil. I'm cool with that. Like I like that it's borderline supernatural without them ever going there. Definitely. And I don't want them to go there because then it's corny. Hmm. Exactly. You know, I feel exactly. like if they were to ever to be like, he's the the child of the devil then it would ruin it it would just no, ruin the whole no. thing but them implying it forever is okay with me yep i agree like i'm perfectly fine with that with him being some type of like evil thing that we don't really understand i'm cool with that that's, yeah, that's cool don't explain it though because so, whether you make him more human or more evil it's gonna be too far in either direction it's just gonna kind of ruin it And I think on that that note, yeah, this is a this was a good movie for me to have seen for the first time a few days ago. So it tells you that <laughs> <laughs> it tells you that it it holds up. I mean, it definitely has its um, indie feel, especially in the seventies. There's a lot of simple things like the acting is terrible, but that goes to show you how good the directing <laughs> was. In terms of the director was still able to work with these novice actors and bring up someone like Jamie Lee Curtis and deliver us a good film that was able to have a legacy of 40 years and really ha have a huge impact in the horror genre as a whole. You know, like very few movies have such an impact on film. And I think this needs to get more credit than it actually gets for really pushing what horror could be, what you could do with horror or simple horror. Unfortunately, people took some of these simple things and ran with it and did dumb shit with it. But I think some good directors picked up on it and would do some cool stuff and show this, hey, horror doesn't have to be about showing as much blood on screen. You can imply a lot. You can create tone. You can create feeling. And it actually create characters that you feel for when things happen to them. Um, I think they do a good job. John Carpenter would go on to become a horror um, great in film. Icon. <laughs> I mean, an icon, yeah. Horror icon. Uh, he did like the thing. We should watch that. Anyway, Raven, I think this is the end of this podcast we've gone on. Uh, I enjoyed yeah. Halloween. You enjoyed Halloween again. Yep. And uh, yeah, 
I have to say my feelings of horror are still the same. Halloween proves that new horror needs to learn some shit from the old school. Okay. For real. Give us an actual film. Stop focusing on just blood, blood, guts, and stop focusing on trying to scare the audience or giving the audience this thrill ride like a like a like a theme park ride. But take this audience through this narrative, and that's a lot scarier, I find. Yeah, um, let it be a commentary yes. on what we're currently going yes, through. Yes, you know, so let cool. it reflect the times. You don't have to do too much. You can do minimal. Anyway, thank you, Raven, as always. Thank you, Dave. Thank you guys for listening to our Halloween 1978, because I have to say that because a new movie is called Halloween as well. So now we have to differentiate the movies. <laughs> um, spoiler talk. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Halloween movie? Uh, what were your experiences? How were you introduced to it? We'd like to know. Send us an email, info at thenerdybunch.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and all the social media at The Nerdy Bunch. And as always, guys, keep it nerdy. <laughs>